Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. So I'm sitting here for like, I don't know, while you were, whatever you called it, cooling down. I was literally chilling. Yeah. (laughs) And and I'm looking at Odie, and he's our foster dog. He is... A demon. The overweight, albino, chihuahua, weenie dog mix that we have as a foster. And we, we did a show about him earlier. Well, now he's uh, not as fat. Mildly less fat. Yeah, mildly less fat, albino, chihuahua, foster dog. I had to think that one through. Anyways, I observed him over there, and it got me thinking about, like, how lucky we are to be able to foster a puppy dog. Yeah. Because, like, we've joked about getting Yogi a friend and, you know, a second dog and whatever. We've joked about that. But we're realistic, and we've got more than enough care units on a regular basis. If we didn't have all the mystery animals like the fish. Yeah, it would be less of an issue. maybe half as many pigs. Yeah, it would be less of an issue. We have so many small animals, it's kind of a lot of work. And and it's a big commitment, too. Yeah. And Yogi is special. He's always had, like, that bond with just us, you know. Well, Um, just you. And he's very spoiled. But he loves you, too. He loves you, too. He he loves me because I'm here. But if I disappeared, he would forget me in time. You, he would mourn forever. Aw. Come here, Yogs. So I love my dog. He's a good dog. He is probably the best dog I've personally ever had. Um, but it's actually a close battle between the Schnauzer, Joey. He was... That was quite a dog. <laughs> Yogi is the cutest demon ever. That I agree with. He has some really cute I habits. I love his face. But it's nice because we, by fostering, we got to have a puppy in the house. And now we know. It's been a long now time. Now we know we don't want an eight-week-old puppy. <laughs> well, like. <laughs> Too much work. <laughs> Loved his energy. But. I mean. He was a pooping machine. Maybe a maybe a 12-week-old puppy because the energy was good, but the pooping was terrible. What was funny was his new foster mom was in contact with me recently and you know we <laughs> named him Piper and she said that sometimes he's great and they've kept his name because he knows his name but that sometimes she wants to call him Pooper and I totally get it because that was Piper Piper the Pooper he was wow just like a pooping that machine that shit's funny well, but my God, we would go to bed at like 10 o'clock at night and you would change the pad out and everything. Oh, I'd no. wake up at 2 in the morning and go to the bathroom and there was like a minefield in there of puppy poop. Well, yeah, because he kind of did the same thing that that Odie does. He's a poop sprinkler and he like walks and does it. Like Yogi is generally good and just like makes a pile. Yeah, yeah. Why do all these other dogs walk and dump? It's, it is weird. But, but then... 
Maybe it's a well, he, he left. We get, you know, the albino man here. He's so cute. And, he, and I was telling you that with Yogi, I didn't get the, like, transition stage with him. He just kind of bonded to me right. instantaneously. He was immediately madly in love with you. Exactly. And me with him. So, like, that was easy. But Odie thinks but, we took him away from his mama. Odie thinks we took him away from his mama, so there's moments where he doesn't trust us still. And, but it took him a few days, and he kind of warmed up mostly to Mitchell at first. And then Mitchell had to leave. Yep. And then the Odie man was like, uh-oh, well, the little guy's not here anymore. I don't like the big guy, so I'm going to have to cuddle up with the lady. And he cuddled up with you. Yeah. Yogi wasn't giving him the time of day yet. But what's been interesting is watching him evolve as a dog in the house. Like his little personality comes out. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's kind of laughable. And other times you're like, oh, I wish he would stop that. Do you have to say, though? Okay, so you know when you have like a house guest and it's for an extended period of time... And when they first get there, they're on, like, their best house guest behavior, and they're doing their very best not to piss you off, but then they get uh-huh. comfortable, and then they start to piss you off. Yeah. He's starting to get comfortable and doing rotten things, like trying to steal the Yacht Dog's food. Until yesterday, he hadn't even attempted that. And then, so he's he's getting comfortable now, and he's starting to show some of his less favorable now, habits. before I say this, I'm going to say, save your sass, but... I basically said that exact thing for the last, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes, but in a nicer way. Without making him sound like a giant asshole. He's not a giant asshole. I literally said that he's been evolving and that sometimes the things he does are good, sometimes they're laughable, and sometimes you're like, I wish he would stop that or I'm going to kill him. Sorry. I, mean, I literally just said that. I just wanted to say it more directly in case people didn't he, follow you all the way around I got you, and it's fine. But I just think it's funny. And thank you for not being sassy. I do appreciate that. Well, that last comment was a little sassy. It wasn't so bad. Not but, nearly as sassy as I was to the credit card people today. No, but he hold that thought. He <laughs> he um, has gotten comfortable. And I honestly, in a, in a new dog scenario... There's two ways that a new dog can enter your home. They could enter your home like I'm going to just fight for everything and whatever I win, I win. Yeah. And whatever I don't, oh well, then at least I tried. But I'm going to fight for everything. Right. And they come in and everything is a fight with your dog. They fight for your dog's food. They fight for your dog's toys. They fight for your attention from your dog. They fight for attention from your dog instead of you. They don't want you getting the attention. They fight everything. Or you can be like Odie. You can come into the house and be timid and standoffish and stay away. And then you can be like, oh, I like the lady. I'm going to sleep on her side of the bed. Screw you, Yogi. You can just sleep on your daddy's side of the bed because that's where you want to be anyway. So here, I'm just going to sleep right here. And he takes that. He wins, okay? Right. Then, like yesterday, he tries to steal Yogi's food and he thinks, oh, Yogi's a nice dude. He's going to just let me eat his food. Because he lets me steal his toys. Yogi certainly did not let him have that food. There was all the flashy teeth. And Odie learned. But the point is, well, how, that's the other approach, is to come in and only pick the battles that you prefer to have in your favor. And you know, I vastly prefer the second way. And I prefer the second way, too, and that's how he's been. And what I'm getting at is, there's really only two ways. 
nothing's in between. And you're not going to get, I mean, occasionally you're going to get a dog that's going to come in and just be timid. But that's the worst kind of dog because they're afraid of everything. Right. It's like how she was before the um, laser pointer thing. She was always under the, why have the cat? She was never out. She just ate. She used to just and lived eat, under the couch. Poop and hide under the couch. Like that's all the cat did. Why have her? Why have her? You know my video they did an ask me anything video and they asked me I wonder who. Somebody asked me why I like dogs more than cats. And I mean there's another example. Like that's the perfect example. Because dogs don't really do that in general. No. Well, that's the funny... That, that's kind of the sad thing. It's why dogs get abused. Is that they are super forgiving. Like, when you want to talk about the definition of unconditional love... Dog. Look at dog. Yeah. They've got somebody in the house that they would die for. Right. Always. Like, all dogs the time. always pick a person. They might pick more than one person, but they're always going to have that person as, like, the person for them. Cats aren't that way. And cats will shift. Oh, you're my person. Oh, I, I love you. Oh, you're the best. Then all of a sudden, oh, the other person's my person. Go away. Leave me alone. You know, and it's it's funny how cats are like that. But I respect that, too, because that's... They're in, showing their independence. They're not very consistent. That's kind of frustrating, but whatever. But, uh, yeah, you're right. You always a know dog, Yogi loves you. A dog, you know what to expect. Right. They, they tell you. Of course, Yogi laying on his back right now because it's hot. Is sort of cute, actually. Yeah, he's pretty excited um, that it's hot. Not. Yeah, he's a good boy. Pretty now. offended that it's hot. So am I, though. So there's They're that. They're both good. But tell us about what happened with your special phone call today. I can't. Okay. Every single time I get a phone call from Anaheim, it's the credit card scammers. Okay. So now I I'm prepared when I answer the phone. But if it's a call from Anaheim, I'm probably going to need to summon some sass. Alright, so this dude was the exact same as all the other ones. You get on the phone, and then they're like listing every single I heard. I got to hear him this time. It's not, like, it's not wrong what she your says. Your Visa, MasterCard, Chase, US Bank, PNC, blah, 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 Discover Card, fascism, all the good stuff. Yeah. He listed, like, every card I could think of. He listed more cards than I've ever heard of. Okay, so that's fun. Anyway, he did his thing. And I can't remember what I said. Something about him. Like, I asked him, like, six times which card he was calling about. And then he said, I'm calling about all your cards. I know you make your payments regularly on your Visa and your MasterCard. And I said, really? You know that, huh? How do you know that? And then... He's like, oh, I just know. And I was like, well, considering I don't have a credit card, you scamming asshole. And he got all silent. And then and then he he acted like he was offended that I would call my credit card company a scamming asshole and tried to assure me that he wasn't a scammer. And then I I issued my favorite string of curse words that I'm not going to share with all of you today at him. And he didn't react, just assured me he wasn't a scammer. And then I called him a scamming bitch, and he lost his shit and screamed, suck my dick at me. Yeah. And hung up. And I heard him, too. <laughs> so, that was my scammer. 
So this dude who insisted he was my legit credit card company told me to suck his dick. A plus, good sir. Right? Right? The moral of the story is you should probably only contact people who you are positive actually have a credit card. So, so, <laughs> you know I always like to get political a little bit, so here comes the political part oh, of the geez. show. I'm reading, you know, the executive committee chairperson for the California <laughs> Libertarian Party. Okay. Her name is Mimi. And she made it through the top two for state assembly in mm-hmm. Long Beach. And she's running against the incumbent. Right. So she beat out a Democrat, a Republican, and a Green Party to get where she is. She beat out I thought she was people. running against a Republican. No, she's running, she's running against well, another she Republican. She might be running against another Republican, but she beat out a Republican, a Democrat, and a Green Party to get there. Okay. And... So they're trying to do these fundraisers, and they're telling people that if you if you help her reach her goal, we'll get these straws <laughs> that says Mimi Robson for um, plastic disposable straws. California Assembly. I right? laughed so hard. And you know anyone who doesn't grasp this, it's because you know California passed this law outlawing straws, plastic straws, plastic specifically. straws specifically. And so it's kind of poking fun at that, you know, from the libertarian perspective. Well, what I'm getting at here that's amazing to me is they're learning at the grassroots level and it's teaching me a thing or two, but they're learning new ways to raise money. The guy printed out the meme and brought it with him to the store and he's walking around and showing it to people. And he says to them, if you want to make this happen, these straws... Donate $10 right now. What? And he's collecting money in donations for her because people want to see the straws. That's the whole funny thing about that is, let's face it, what if 70% of the people you run into are for the straw ban? That still leaves 30% that aren't, right? Three out of 10. That's fabulous. So if you can get three out of 10 to give you $10 and you see, I don't know, a thousand people, you're, you're going to end up with three, four, five hundred dollars. Well, and it's because there are very few people in the middle ground of this straw issue. Yeah, there are people who are like, save the turtles, and then there are people who are like, this is the stupidest fucking thing since anything. Yeah, there's very few people who are like, I don't really give a shit if there's straws. Now, I tend to be one of the people who just doesn't give a shit about the straws. Yeah, but. You'd, you'd raise $7,000 that way, though. You realize yeah. that? Yeah. Like, because you asked 10, 10, three people per 10. Uh-huh. So it's 30% of 1,000 would be 300. And how do you get to 7,000 right. exactly? I did the opposite way. My bad. It's 3,000. It's 3,000. Because I did it the opposite way. I did oh, punch, there punch 10, seven, people and it who gave me seven or something? I did 1,000. Oh, okay. And it's, if you just run into a thousand people at the store in in a week, that's how much money you're going to raise. That's a smart approach. He needs like a sign, like a foam core sign. Yeah, but that's a smart approach. Like that's a really smart approach. Talk about, remember what the guy said, the biggest, and George said it too, the biggest problem we have as libertarians is we don't ask for the money. Yeah. There you go, dude. Some people are learning to ask. I don't know. Mitchell's a lunatic. I think asking for the money like that is funny. And it, and it, I don't know, it makes it 
more interesting. It makes it more interesting for the person you're talking to as well. And I think that encourages them to donate. Kind of like when Matt Munsell did the whole thing for Larry Sharp, where he said, you know, Donald, Donald Trump is more of a libertarian than somebody else. And um, he people started arguing with him about it because they thought he was being serious. Mm-hmm. And he told them, well, if you want to prove to me that... Um, he's more libertarian than Donald Trump than donate $5 to Larry Sharp's campaign. And they raised in one hour $1,700 that way. Yeah. Like, like that's crazy. Well, because I, I feel like, okay, I feel like with specifically with libertarians, it's incredibly hard to actually get their attention. Yeah. Because they're very my world uh-huh. kind of people. And so you have to do something horrendous like that to get their attention. But once you get their attention, they're just as generous as anybody else who likes politics. But think about it. The approach they're using is marketing 101. Yeah. Like get under they're the customer. Get under the customer's skin so that they look at you or and go, irritating. what? Like think about it. Think about it. You're walking down the mall, right? Do you ever say, oh, Mike, gee. Look at the guy over there wearing the t-shirt and the blue jeans and the Adidas shoes and the girl with a normal length dress and some nice flats. Do you ever say that? No. What you say is, oh my God, did you see the woman over there with her boobs hanging out and the pink hair and the torn up jeans and, and one shoe on and one shoe off? Did you see her? Now, you, you point out the weird looking people. Mm-hmm. You don't point out the vanilla looking people and by weird looking i just mean out of the ordinary man you're not you're not the normal look of like vanilla and that's Most nothing wrong with that and there ain't anything wrong with that okay but the point is that's what we point out we don't point out the vanilla right so i think i don't know i guess that's a cool it's a cool approach for a marketing approach to be like you know, that look, there goes that crazy woman, and you're dressed like that crazy woman. Why? So you get the attention. Well, same thing. He makes a, a blasphemous statement. Yeah. And then they go, what? And what he does is he finds an issue that the majority are going to have something to say about. Right. So it makes them go, what did he just say? Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm wilting. Well, don't wilt. Where there's a wilt, there's a weight. I might even be melting. Where there's a wilt, there's a weight. Oh, yeah. And with that, I think we should end because nobody's going to beat that joke. Not tonight. I have no words to describe how awful that joke was. (laughs) Good night, everyone. She knows it was Asta la bye bye awesome. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed the show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If by chance you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to Yogi's podcastnetwork.com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.